Hey, homies. I'm Katie. I'm Sydney. And this is Something Sick. It's been so long since we did that intro. (laughs) It's been so long. I feel so weird. I don't even know. It's probably been like four weeks since we recorded. Yeah. Not quite, but close. Like three weeks, maybe. Yeah, but we're back. Sorry about the delay. Sydney's still... Her her voice is better, but... Yeah. Guys, I sounded really rough last week. That's why we didn't record. Still a little sick. Mm. Probably going to cough a little bit. Yeah, it's cold. It's not COVID. I'm negative. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I'm sorry to Derek if I cough and you have to cut it out. (laughs) Just turn your head away. (laughs) I'll do my best. But Um, we're back. Yeah. And ready for anything. Anything. (laughs) Anything. (laughs) Glad to be back. Yes. We missed you guys. Yeah. We hope you missed us. Be sad, but now be happy. (laughs) This is a threat. Be sad. (laughs) But now be happy. (laughs) We don't really have anything to say other than we're back. Mm -hmm. We're just going to get into it. Yeah. Right into the not good stuff. Yeah. It was weird. Weird stuff. Yeah. Are we ready? Yes. This episode is dedicated... To Alex Schroeder from Destination King. <laughs> because we are doing the Odd Fellows home. Yeah. In Liberty, Missouri. So also close to my hometown. Yeah. But shout out to Alex. He actually has shared our podcast. <laughs> yes. The one member of Destination Fear. And we love him. And he, this was his episode this and he season. Really good. <laughs> Apologies for how many times we will probably say that tonight. <laughs> if you didn't know. We really love Alex and Tanner. <laughs> oh, also Tanner was great in this episode. Yeah. He gets the sub-dedication for this episode. Because <laughs> he had one of the best lines I think I've ever heard on Destination Fear. And I wrote it down. Okay, so good. Because I remember. Talking. Oh, good. I'm glad. You will as oh, soon as I, I say remember, it. Oh, I just kidding. <laughs> I was like, you will as soon as I it's say it. It's a good it. one. So anyway, are we ready? Yes. Do you need to cough? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, are we ready? We're okay, good. that was the only one. <laughs> okay, that's a lie, but okay. So first, I was going to talk about the history of the Odd Fellows themselves before talking about the yeah. home specifically. Good, because I know very little. I mean, I don't know much more, but I know a little bit more. Now. I don't think anyone knows a lot. Yeah, I was telling Sydney, I was like, I wish I could find more about them, like the deep dark truth stuff i don't know if it's that i mean i don't know what happened probably but it's a secret society yeah so no one really knows what went down unless you were part of them i think they still exist though so they're coming for us (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) you'll i mean i don't think so (laughs) they're never gonna find out about no (laughs) so the independent order of odd fellows which i kept wanting to type that incorrectly so many times but okay it just sounds weird um is a non-secretarian which means like non-religious okay and non-political international fraternal order of odd fellowship is it just a bunch of weird people I think I read, I didn't write this down, but I think, because I don't think it was like a definitive reason, but I think the people that started the Odd Fellows were kind of just like people that did weird jobs and people that were outsiders and they were like, let's all. So it really was just like people being weird. Okay. Compared to like normal society, I think. So what year was it founded? Well, I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Hold on. I was just explaining what it was. (laughs) The organization this is why I don't think uh, they would threaten us. It is also referred to as the Triple Link Fraternity because the symbol is three rings together that represent the motto of friendship, love, and truth. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. They can be homies. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we want to be a part of that. Okay. <laughs> so the first official Odd Fellows lodges, I don't entirely know what their lodges were. I'm assuming just like different places for people to meet and do odd secret society stuff yeah got it that's what they're um they were first documented in england in 1730 oh okay but then a few unofficial lodges started popping up around new york and some other places in the u.s and that was usually usually that was that's not what i meant to say (laughs) that was somewhere between 1806 to 1818 i think there were 
but it was never official. And then the American Oddfellows was founded on April 26, 1819 in Baltimore, Maryland at the Seven Stars Tavern by a man named Thomas Wildey and a few other people. And I, it's all somewhere that said, in response to a newspaper ad. I don't what know kind why. of ad? I have no idea. Just thought that interesting. was interesting. So 1819 was when they first became their own thing. And then in 1820, the American Oddfellows joined the Independent Order of Oddfellows Manchester Unity. How many words are they going to? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then because they joined that group, they were allowed to create new lodges. And like they... Okay. We're given more authority, I think, yeah. in creating things. Secret societies are so weird. It's like, it's all made up authority, which I guess like yeah. government and stuff is too. Like everything's just made up. Yeah. Taxes. Nothing matters. <laughs> <laughs> A quote from Katie from our list <laughs> that um, our list of things that Katie says um, is God did not invent taxes. No. They suck. Why? <laughs> they do suck. I don't understand. I have yeah. a business degree and I don't understand. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. It is a bunch of made up crap. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I had another thought, but it's not important. <laughs> okay. So in 1842, there was a split. This is the not good part I found. There was a split between the American and English orders of Oddfellows. And in 1842, the American... I actually think this is supposed to be 1843, but I think maybe I typed it wrong. The American order, just guess everyone, um, the American order became known as the Independent Order of Oddfellows. And I think the split came because of like differing opinions on like decision making procedures, but also race. And the American Independent Order of Oddfellows wanted uh, to be exclusively white people. So they suck. I'm not surprised i'm disappointed yeah but But i'm not not surprised surprised. and there was there was though a group of predominantly black people that had their own like group of odd fellows Mm -hmm. that were combined that still like had an affiliation with the british ones and like they were a lot they were their own branch yeah but like i think they want i think i think i don't I don't know if they were completely segregated, but I think it's predominantly black people. In How are one. you going to have a secret society based on being outcasts? And then leave other people out yeah, of it. And yeah. And then be like, no, not not that kind of outcast. Because Only that's like how, we're a little weird. That's like how like white men's brains work. <laughs> they, they're pick me guys. <laughs> <laughs> Those ones specifically. Yeah. <laughs> not good, everyone. Not going to downplay it. That's just, really bad. Racism is bad. Yeah. That's just... Um, just gonna say that leave it at that and if you don't agree please leave <laughs> we don't want you in our podcast no. <laughs> so anyways fast forward i'm just like thinking about my case and i'm it's like kind of weird Similar. there's like similarities anyway so uh listen to well, next yeah. week's too <laughs> anyway but don't what wait what? <laughs> what i said no i'm kidding but then i tried to say no i'm not and i and said, said don't, don't listen sydney <laughs> does not sorry to everyone that's listening <laughs> Sydney does not want you to listen to her episode <laughs> next week. That's also a threat. But yeah. continue. Anyways. She's drinking tea and I think she put something in it. <laughs> Did not. I swear. Okay. This is going to be a weird one, guys. I know. Apologies. We're fast forwarding from 1843 uh, of the racism and still there. But moving to September 20th, 1851, the Independent Order of Oddfellows actually became the first fraternity in America to accept men and women. But they created like a separate branch for women. So they weren't they had like their own thing. And they created the Daughters of Rebecca and the International Association of Rebecca Assemblies, which was international and service oriented. Why Rebecca? I don't know. I did not find that (laughs) information. And it's like Rebecca with a K, like R-E-B-E-K-A-H-S. So it's like, interesting. I feel like for the time, that's different. Yeah. And so any woman that you didn't have to be like related to the men in the Oddfellows, they could be any woman that met the moral, ethical, and age requirements of the Rebeccas. Also, they were just called the Rebeccas. Uh, And they could join. And most women only needed to be like 16 to 18 years old to do so, depending on the area that they lived in interesting their purpose i have the quote of what it is is to quote live peaceably do good unto all as we have the opportunity and especially to obey the golden rule whatsoever ye (laughs) that others should do unto you do ye even so unto them the golden rule the golden rule (laughs) but not real i'm just kidding 
so that is their purpose as women to do good and obey the golden rule that was the okay. rebecca's rule they hey they were the first ones to let women do their own thing but okay we let women have a secret society yeah <laughs> like, they're not in ours though <laughs> they're a branch okay when that happened so I'm just like taking this all in yeah and it's not good no. <laughs> so oddly enough the civil war really messed with them <laughs> oddly enough uh, they, have, they have lots of southern and racist people in the group so uh that tracks membership decreased and the lodges mostly in the south couldn't really do their work okay so, <laughs> Uh, after the Civil War, industrialization was beginning, though, and lack of social opportunities started to bring people together and brought them back to the independent order of odd fellows. Okay. It's a lot of like decline in membership, and increase. It goes back up. Decline, yeah. increase. So the next 50 ish years is apparently known as the golden age of fraternalism in America. Fraternalism? Yeah. I've never heard that before, but maybe it's because I didn't do Greek life. But I was going to say, don't tell, the, don't tell the frats of today that they're they not already in the missed golden it. age. <laughs> you were born in the wrong time, everyone. <laughs> so during that half century, the Oddfellows beat out the Freemasons actually at the time and became the largest fraternal organization anywhere. Interesting. But now I'm pretty sure they're the second largest. Yeah, that makes but sense. They beat them you out for a little bit. the Masons today <laughs> yeah um by 1889 there was independent oddfellows lodges in every single state so a lot yeah i don't i don't know at least 50 <laughs> yeah i don't know when every when like alaska and hawaii what joined. year was this 1889 oh not 50 yeah <laughs> i don't know <laughs> close. close a lot yeah a lot don't ask us how many <laughs> so sometimes i feel like this podcast shows how stupid we are we know what matters <laughs> this stuff anyway <laughs> so the odd fellows order also were now around most of the world and in 1922 it was reported that there were i don't think you're ready for this number and i don't know how correct this is but two million six hundred seventy six thousand five hundred eighty two specifically members oh members i members. thought you were gonna say like lodges no. and it was like two million around the world okay but then after that number uh everything started to decline Decline. so that's a lot of people though so part of the decline was because of the great depression and the new deal because people couldn't afford the membership fees yeah and with social reforms happening they were like oh our charity is not really needed anymore because the government can do it all on their own yeah (laughs) yeah right but yeah there's never too much social work you could be doing how are you gonna be like "Eh, they don't need help anymore in the middle of a depression but Mm. it's fine Anyway, yeah. Um, In 1971, the Independent Order of Oddfellows, I I literally, I mean, I just wrote out the letters every time, but I feel like I need to say it because there's different groups. I-O-O? I-O-O-F. Oh, they split up Odd and Fellows? Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. It's two different words. The I-O-O-F? I-O-O-F. That's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) The Independent Order of Oddfellows Constitution. I didn't know they had a constitution, but uh, in 1971, it was finally rewritten and removed the whites only clause. But at 71? 1971. But at that point, which who wants to join them? No one. Like, it's like now, now you're going to. It's a little late. Yeah. It's like, I don't really want to be a part of it. Like, I guess it's not that late, but it's like for people that like were like, oh, we're like. Well, when there was already a group of people of color in their own, it's like, yeah, it's obviously they were allowed to do that stuff before. Like, it's so dumb. And also, it's just like civil rights like it feels so long ago and then you think about it you're like that's not that long ago yeah it sucks it it sucks yeah anyway continue then eight years later this is not really this is just the timeline really but in 1979 uh there were about this number is a big drop in membership because the number i found was 243,000 members so they lost a lot of yeah uh and then eventually some branches started to let women join the actual odd fellows so the rebecca's kind of became less important they were like okay why don't you just hang out with us yeah (laughs) like yeah that makes sense too like whatever okay uh and then in the 21st century after lots of decline in membership the numbers actually did begin to increase again so today the independent order of odd fellows claims to be they claim this but i'm pretty sure they're second to be the largest united international fraternal order in the world under one head and now the american and english orders are like back on good terms and people can like 
visit each other and like i saw someone who's like called them like brothers and sisters <laughs> so that's weird i wonder i feel like all of that like under one head and like you know i feel like there's like something i don't know anything about the freemasons no but they're I, probably not they're probably not like united in the way that the i-o-o-f like yeah. is and so yeah. they're like we're first yeah <laughs> look at us but like they're not yeah something like that it's so long it's such a long this is all speculation i know nothing yeah me neither i didn't look it up uh so there are reportedly twelve thousand total lodges worldwide and almost six hundred thousand members worldwide Okay. So that's a good number. It is a good number. <laughs> it's, it's a, a big, big number. number. <laughs> so now I just have a little like more basic. So I found a list of four things that are like the purposes of the organization. Okay. So I'm just going to read them. And these are quotes. So get ready, everyone. Uh, to improve and elevate the character of mankind by promoting the principles of friendship, love, truth, faith, hope, charity, and universal justice. Okay. Yeah, let's hope I mean, they hold up are, on that last part. Those are good things. They're yeah. quite long. Yeah. But that was just number one. <laughs> number two, to help make the world a better place to live by aiding each other in times of need and by organizing charitable projects and activities that would benefit the less fortunate, the youth, the elderly, the environment, and the community in every way possible. Once again. Sounds exactly kind of like the first one. Good thing. Yeah. These are very long points. Yeah. <laughs> ready for the next yeah. one <laughs> to promote goodwill and harmony amongst peoples and nations through the principle of universal fraternity holding the belief that all men and women regardless of race nationality religion social status gender rank and station are brothers and sisters okay so maybe they are doing better they're, they're trying yeah they're trying to be a little more inclusive mm -hmm. yeah and the final one of these is to promote a wholesome fraternal experience without violence vices and discrimination of every form wholesome so. fraternal experience <laughs> yeah. imagine if a fraternity bucks <laughs> none of them listened no i don't care <laughs> those are their four purposes they're all pretty similar but they sound good yeah so i feel like this could be seen as a cult but it's really just but also they're like trying to do good and like yeah they're not like keeping people in yeah like like some other <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so i also the cold that shall not be named yeah. so that they don't come after us <laughs> they're in nashville <laughs> okay so um i also have a list of all the countries that have lodges for my like, okay members. i just wanted to read it all i think some of it's interesting okay i don't know argentina australia austria belgium brazil canada chile cuba czech republic denmark dominican republic this. no estonia <laughs> Finland, Germany, Iceland, Italy, Mexico, Netherlands, Nigeria, Norway, Panama. Shout out to Norway. They, that's my we have some listeners there too. At least one. <laughs> that's where my family's from. If that's you, we can be friends. Um, Panama, Poland, Puerto Rico, Fil Philippines, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, Uruguay, and Venezuela. Nice. So shout out to all of them. <laughs> Y'all have secret societies. Yeah. <laughs> and also I have a list there was like a long list of like notable members of the odd fellows and i just wrote down ones that i knew or ones that i thought were interesting okay charlie chaplin interesting yeah you do you do seem like an odd <laughs> fellow yeah that is true um some presidents ulysses s grant warren harding rutherford hayes william mckinley fdr <laughs> i thought you were gonna react to william mckinley because of glee no well i was I reacting know. to fdr i was just thinking about glee i was okay. also worried i was gonna say rutherford wrong he did great pt barnum he wasn't he's an odd dude so. he's a bad person yeah well we never said they were great people no <laughs> uh this lady lucy hobbs taylor who was the first u.s female dentist go off um charles Lindbergh the pilot mm -hmm. uh, fun fact i have seen where he's buried in hawaii and the cool. only this is why i remember this is because i went when i was young but he's buried with like his friend and his friend had six monkeys and they are also buried with him <laughs> did they kill the monkeys i don't know but i just have i just know like that i will never forget where he's buried because, <laughs> because i know he's buried monkeys. with monkeys it's so weird and they're not even his monkeys <laughs> this episode <laughs> sorry no it's just really funny this episode is just gonna be a mess hey i'm trying no i mean me too <laughs> okay i have one final person this one i don't really understand and it was on the list so i'm just gonna say it but it's weird and i don't know if it's 100 true okay 
Edith Howard Cook, mummified child found during archaeological investigations in San Francisco. She was a member, apparently. <laughs> wait, why was she mummified? I don't wait, know. She was on the list. Mum- wait, mummified child? She's a child? But yeah, she's she was, in it? She was found during archaeological investigations. She's a member. How do they know? I don't know. <laughs> also, I think they just child. made her like, one. How old is she? I think they made her. She's mummified child. Wait, I'm so confused. <laughs> Me too. It was just on the list. <laughs> Okay. I don't understand, but maybe they just found a mummy and were like, mm-hmm, she's in here. She's odd. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to see your reaction. <laughs> okay. But it's true. As far as the list I found on Wikipedia. <laughs> I was going to say, that list, it Wikipedia? That list was Wikipedia. I, no Most of this information is from the I website, but, but that was totally from Wikipedia, and I just thought it was so funny. Anybody okay. could have put that on. I hope someone random just put that in there. <laughs> They're like, this makes no sense, but I'm doing it. Your reaction was great. Should have, Everyone wish you could have seen her face. So the last part of like little odd fellas specific history before I talk about the actual place we're talking yeah. about. Um, so I, like I said, I was trying to find more about their initiations and rituals. Obviously, it's very hard to find. I, the things that we do know is that they involved like human skeletons, which were like donated remains from members that like said, you can have my bones when I die. And yeah. they were like supposed to represent human mortality. And I guess part of the rituals will be like people had to like touch them. And also like people would have to wear masks with human hair on them. I don't really You gotta be really committed to an organization to donate your body. I literally would never do that. No. That that is so scary. Yeah. Because also, so like the complex just has someone's body still there. Like it's a winery now and in and part of it. And they still have, like, I think they said it's from like 1985 or something. Someone's skeleton is just sitting in there in a box. No. Yeah, no, thank you. No. But also it's like, that's really messed up if you have to touch someone's skeleton to join. Yeah. Like one finger poke. (laughs) Oh, so glad you want to join our like Just touch our brotherhood that's based on love and peace and friendship. Will you touch the skeleton? <laughs> it's one of our brothers. It's Brother Ben. He died. That's so He died weird. yesterday. I'd be like, I actually forgot. I have to go. Um, I've got plans. I think they would let you go. I think they would let I mean, you go. Okay. I respect it. I have not seen anything, obviously, probably not, but about people like forcing you to stay. That's good. Well, maybe the people that were forced <laughs> to stay didn't. We will never know. Yeah. We'll never know. Yeah. A lot of people died. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Now let's talk about the actual place that we're talking about. The Oddfellows Complex. I kept, I saw a complex compound home. There's a lot of different words for this place. Mm -hmm. So I will interchangeably use those. So it's located in Liberty, Missouri, which is around Kansas City. Shout out to the KC homies. My mom is now one. She listens. Yay. I don't know how much, but she's listened to more than one episode. So that's good. Yeah. (laughs) Love you, mom. (laughs) Let her know she gets a shout out. Yeah. So. We gave her one in the Whaley House one. She's been there. So the first Oddfellows Lodge in Missouri was organized in 1835 and officially incorporated in 1843. I don't know if it was this, to be honest. I think there's one in St. Louis also, so like opposite sides of the state. So this Oddfellows home was founded to care for members of the order, the order, so creepy, who could not earn a livelihood because of their age or some affliction and for the wives and orphans of members. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense. Yeah. Like when we were watching the episode, I was like, I don't know. Why do they only have yeah. these specific <laughs> things? Yeah, it was only for like people that needed help. Um, to be admitted into the home, members had to be in a constant good standing for like five years before being accepted like their application being accepted. And the costs of running the complex were paid for by members paying an assessment tax along with like donations and lodges specifically paying for their members to like be there eventually. Um, and the Liberty Oddfellows location was seen as, like I said, a form of health and life insurance for members and their families. Mm-hmm. And it was not a charity space and physically able residents were expected to work on the 240 acre farm. Okay. So this is kind of, this idea sort of led to the idea of almshouses. Yeah. Like we've talked about some before, mm-hmm. but kind of just like, if you're able, we want you to, to help us out yeah. and be self-sustaining. So the complex was noteworthy at the time. It was built because it was more modern and included things like plumbing and heating. <laughs> so important. Yeah, those are good things. Um, we like those. Yeah. So the buildings, there's a like an administration building. 
I think that's kind of where the orphanage was. So like I saw a map on one of the shows and I was like, orphanage was on the left and then the nursing and old folks homes were two separate things, but like connected in the Mm -hmm. middle and then the hospital on the more of the Northern side of it. So like all in a row. How did the hospital work? Was that only for people that were like there and like needed help? Mm -hmm. And I have a little bit more about specific buildings. But yeah, it was kind of, I think eventually they did let some like paying customers. Okay. I was like, is it just like a public hospital? No, it was like specifically for their people. Yeah. So, um, the first ever structure that was there had actually burned down in February of 1900 when people were trying to unthaw frozen pipes. So it burned down. <laughs> so the designs of the new buildings were advertised as, quote, completely fireproof. <laughs> and, nice. Yeah. They would hold office spaces, classrooms, and rooms for elderly and orphans to stay in. The amount of times I read the word orphans is so depressing for this, but it's oh. an orphanage and it's yeah. kids without. And there were some kids whose parents, like, we're there still, mm-hmm. but so if um, if anyone really cares to read all about architecture, the website has plenty about it. So it was like fun. three paragraphs about architecture, and I was like, "Wow, I don't care to read all of this." <laughs> but if you like that stuff, they have it. That's good. Yeah. So talking about the hospital building first. Uh, the hospital was first really needed by 1905 because applicants were. Um, not being denied assistance if they had physical disabilities. So there are residents that really needed hospital-like care beyond just like a nurse and doctor being on site. And so um, originally the healthcare facility was put in the old folks' home, but there were so many people that needed help by 1910. The Oddfellas realized they had to build their own separate hospital, Mm -hmm. but it didn't actually get built until 1923. So 13 years later. Oh. Yeah took some time which like makes sense i feel like that's like a common theme between like these places that we talk about is like everything takes so long yeah like they don't have the money or the like people to do said things yeah um for a while this was the only medical facility in liberty missouri which is not terrible since there is like kansas city nearby but i also don't know like what existed at the time so. yeah um and this medical facility included a laboratory so i don't know what that changes but sounds cool. more advanced um eventually though it became evident that the hospital was outdated and like wasn't large enough for beds and equipment to be like in the hallways at the same like yeah it just wasn't effective um by 1955 the nursing home was built and non-paying or non-members were allowed to like be there at the nursing home and the hospital i think like but if they were able to pay so if you were not a member but you could have money you could be a patient resident so that's a kind of a little transition to the old folks building the old folks home building there's also i was so confused at first reading about i was like what is the difference between a nursing yeah but the nursing home is like people that need like one-on-one care and the old folks home was more like assisted living but they don't need one-on-one care so This building, the old folks home, is located at the center of the property and was supported by benefactors of residents and produce from the farm. So they were taken care of. Um, In 1900, all 247 acres were brought back under control of the order and that went I think they were renting out some of the land before yeah. and they wanted to be self-supporting facility for all these people living there. And by 1905, a local farmer was hired to produce more and better food for everyone living there. Um, many adults and children were helping a lot with the daily chores and tasks. In 1901, the livestock of the farm, this is just the numbers portion of this, they had three horses, 15 hogs, 52 cattle, 175 poultry. <laughs> they produced 838 bushels of oats, 500 bushels of Irish potatoes, three tons of hay. I. This is all leading up to one specific thing. This is why I'm wanting to say it for you. Um, 2,000 bushels of corn, 325 dozen eggs, 1,714 pounds of butter, and this is for you, 7,863 gallons of milk. <laughs> Why is that? For because me? you don't like milk. I mean, I'm not like Sydney's anti-milk. Everyone. <laughs> I, I just, just wanted to say that to be honest. I just don't drink milk on its own. <laughs> just, I just remember one of the first TikToks you ever showed me was "Stop drinking milk, milk, Anthony." Well, no, it was Ian is ugly making oh. and talking about pretending to be like a waiter. Wendy's. Yeah, and like, like gagging about milk. The kid, like the kid's meal, and the kid goes, "I'll have milk." <laughs> I just think it's funny to make fun of people that drink milk. Hey, my dad listens. I drank milk all the time growing up, but now I'm lactose intolerant. It turned on me. It betrayed me. So anyway, 
Just wanted to say that. That's so much milk. betrayed you. Almost 8,000 gallons of milk in a year. (laughs) From 52 cattle? Yeah, that's so much milk. That's a lot of milk. (laughs) And a lot of butter. Almost 2,000 pounds of butter. didn't know the cows produced that much milk. (laughs) That's so much milk. Anyway. (laughs) Okay. Almost all of this was used by the residents. This episode is unhinged. (laughs) They have to know that we have been unwell i'm just kidding (laughs) i mean yeah i've had a long week okay i pulled this together very quickly but i like it so you're doing great continue (laughs) some of this stuff was sold to bring in some revenue but like not a lot um so for the early years of the old folks home in orphanage i'm assuming because there were more children than adults living there um in 1912 there were 111 children and 52 adult residents and the typical age among the adults was like in their 50s and the children were mostly orphans very sad that's really sad yeah um in the 1920s the number of adults grew and from 1932 to 1933 there were 98 children that's the largest number of children ever recorded at one time i thought you just said 100 oh oh never mind total people because there were 236 adults sorry okay There are a lot of people there. That's a lot of people at one time. Sorry, I read that prematurely. Um, During this time, too, in the 1930s, there were a lot of non-orphan kids being dropped off by their parents because the Great Depression, they couldn't, like, afford to, like, support them. I do hope that they came back for them, but I don't know that. But, like, it's like, oh, I can't take care of my kid. So, yeah. That also had to do with the rising numbers of children. Yeah. Um, eventually when the new social reform programs began to be developed in the 1930s, more elderly and poor residents started to move to like local and new nursing homes in the area that had better like facilities Mm -hmm. and they, they were closer to their family and friends. And, and by 1951, there were no children left living at the home. So good. Yeah. So like 20 years later, they were like, okay, everyone has a place to yeah. be or they were like found a better place to yeah. go to um most of the residents that were left at that point were more like permanent hospitalized patients so kind of sad but life yeah anyway <laughs> so now about family life a little bit and then we'll go back to like another building i think um, but family life was something that the Odd Fellows home really wanted to improve for people. They provided food, a roof over their heads, education, and medical care, and along with some more fun things. They had books, magazines, and new pa- newspapers always available for them. Um, children that were living there would play music and put on recitals for the elderly residents. Oh, yeah. Quote moving pictures. <laughs> We're free to enjoy. Love that. Um, boys that were living there. You know, good old Charlie Chaplin. Yep. He was one of he them. He was one of, the, one, of their, one of their guys. Yeah. They love him. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, probably. Yeah. Um, boys that were living there in the 1920s created these like crystal radio sets so people could listen to the radio. Huh. I looked up what it looks like. It's weird. Fun. But it's impressive that they made them because I would not know how to. I don't understand how that works, but that's beside <laughs> the point. Um, at the home, also, Sunday schools classes were offered and rides to any church service of choice in town were offered. Um, since they were like non religious, they weren't like yeah. specific to any religion. Um, monthly dinners were held for children with birthdays that month. Oh. Yeah, and holidays were celebrated every year with plenty of food and presents provided by the Oddfellows organization. So it sounds like they tried, like, like they trying, were trying yeah. hard. They had some weird stuff, but like they were trying to like make the experience nice for yeah. these people. So a little bit about their school is I think there was like a school building, but it also on one of the shows, like the whole like third floor of the orphanage or the top floor of the orphanage was the schoolhouse. So I'm not entirely sure. There was a school there. Mm -hmm. And they were pretty big on providing a good education for all the kids there. And they wanted to give them other ways to develop also besides just like math and reading. Yeah. And it was the like education they were receiving there was better than a lot of what they would have received in their hometowns. Yeah. Because like rural Missouri, probably not the best education. Um, The first music classes were offered in 1908 and a boys band was established and they would tour around Missouri for people. Cool. Um, High school education was offered, which I guess was not super normal at that point in time. And starting in the 1920s, college tuition was paid for by the home for a bit. So Wow. That's really nice for people. Um, The number of children began to decline by the early 40s. 
and the school building. Yeah, I think they were their own building at first. Wasn't really necessary. And so the remaining classes were held in the administration building slash orphanage. Yeah. And um, by 1952, since all of the kids had been gone in 1951, they tore down the school building that was there. This could, I believe this is all true. This is on their yeah. website, but I always, now I'm like, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that's true since there are only four buildings on site. And the last spot to talk about on, before we talk about some of the hauntings is the cemetery. And another benefit of being in the independent order of Oddfellows was that there were cemetery plots, headstones, and burial services provided to members and their families. Uh, The cemetery is located on the northern side of the property near the hospital. And there's also a memorial to members who were killed in World War II there. Mm. I just saw that. Don't know if it's super relevant, but it's there. Um, Mostly people that are buried in the cemetery on site are elderly residents and I think this could be wrong. It might have stopped, but I think members today can still be buried there technically. Oh, wow. I kind of hope not since it's like an inn and winery. Yeah. But I think for a while, though, people could still be buried there. Um, there are about 600 bodies, and that feels like a lot. Yeah. And there are records. At first, I thought I, that number was just being said, but then the owner said on one of the shows that there are actual records of 10,000 deaths happening there. I think mostly it was elderly people and the old folks in nursing home. That's a lot. And like, I know it was open for a really long time. That is a lot of people. But that's so many people. So Uh, yeah, that's a lot of deaths. So, which is just sad because you know, it's all children and older people. So it's like, that's just really sad. And at least like with the older people, like you would hope it's mostly old age or like, it's not like a lot of traumatic deaths at Mm -hmm. least. Yeah. But it's still just 10,000 yeah. is so many. Yeah. That was about the property. So now after we talk about how many people died there, <laughs> we're going to talk about the hauntings. So um, a lot of people that work there, because now it's been transformed, the orphanage has been transformed into an inn and winery, and the owners wants to renovate the other three buildings, but they are very active and like yeah. have darker energy now, probably because renovations also but that hasn't really nothing's been done so people can still investigate these places and so employees of the winery and the property and investigators have all said to experience children spirits Mm -hmm. there but also something darker yeah yeah um there are a lot of shadow figures people are touched and pushed Things are thrown in the buildings. Women will often have their hair or earrings pulled specifically in the morgue, but everywhere. No. I remember hearing earrings and I was like, I don't really wear earrings, but that scares me more than hair, I think. (laughs) That's very close to my face. It also like hurts. Yeah. Like when you like accidentally tug on your earring, you're like, it freaking hurts. Yeah. So that's scary. Yeah. Um, In the old folks home, people will hear giggles and voices and lots of knocks and bangs. Uh, the owner of the property, his name's Jesse. I can't pronounce his last name. Didn't even write it down, but I can't pronounce it. So I'm not saying. Okay. But he was interviewed on all three shows I watched. And he actually told a story on Ghost Adventures about an experience his daughter had while they were in one of the buildings. And so they were like all in a room. And then she went out in the hallway to play. And then her dad called to her and was like, come here. And then she started to say, he heard her say, mommy, mommy, like calling for her mom. And then he heard a woman's voice say, hello little one ew yeah isn't that so creepy <laughs> yeah that's gross so that would scare the crap out of yeah. me yeah so i just thought that one was crazy i was like the fact that she clearly experienced it and he could kids hear are it freaky and he could hear it Mm-mm. the things that kids experience i never i'm so thankful i never experienced anything as a child yeah, same i would be scarred for life yeah <laughs> so mm. No, I don't know if it was like a mean voice, but the voice that they had someone do on the show was creepy. So it was like an old lady with like a witchy kind of no. way that she did it. I don't That's know. so ghost. Yeah, <laughs> they're so dramatic. <laughs> so the hospital building specifically has the feeling of like not being able to breathe when they're in there. And one of the people that was interviewed that works there said every night there's a dark shadow figure that walks around that's like dark and heavy. 
and people will have their hair pulled and people will also start to feel sick and like need to leave and, like be chased out basically by the shadow figure that's scary yeah not fun so the three shows i watched not gonna go super in depth into them because everyone should just go watch them but i watched ghost adventures destination fear and kindred spirits yeah. so obviously just start with ghost adventures i always start with this so we can end on a better note <laughs> <laughs> so immediately zach they interviewed a lot of people but anyway so zach started to they were in the orphanage mainly in the main building at first and zach was on the third floor where the schoolhouse was up there and he was just like everyone stay over here i need to go walk down but the i'm feeling like i need to go walk down here and he just kept saying like hello children like and he Ew. just kept like like what's up little kids and like <laughs> he was so creepy he was just being gross um, and then he's like he found like the old chalkboards that everyone that were left up there from the yeah. school and they had like a lot of writing on them obviously and like then he was like guys i found my name and so they run down there and aaron's like oh look the same handwriting it says zach will die <laughs> so okay that didn't happen but <laughs> so then they had talked to a guy that was trespassing at one point so they like had to blur him yeah and, like everything but he said he was there at one point and saw evidence of satanic worship and it was like pretty graphic that he explained it, and they like kind of recreated it so it was just creepy so i'm they not gonna say it recreate stuff and i it's hate it it's just gross like blood was involved it's just gross also but then the guy was like can i have a picture with you guys and so i'm like i don't know how true this is if yeah. the guy if he's a fan of them like but maybe he did see that i don't know and then they also interviewed a woman who said she was slapped and that's terrible. yeah and that there was like this like creepy shadow crouch down thing that like was like watching her and other people could see it watching her but she couldn't see it things on the ground mm -mm. Mm -mm. i don't like it and then another guy named nick he's like an investigator that i think they said that he investigated like over 100 times at the odd fellows home but he had had a similar experience with a dark shadow figure that he had seen and like made eye contact with it and it was like i think it like grabbed him at one point and so it was like kind of a similar story to that i don't know but they just were both physically attacked and then another man this was so weird talked about how they had seen like a green ball of light like moving on command almost so then zach went on this really weird trippy thing about orbs being something i skipped through it because there were like pictures of the earth and his eyes were being it was so weird and i was like okay that got strange no but i thought that the orb thing's interesting because on destination fear they also talked about how people have seen red and green lights yeah so i i think it's interesting to see colored lights i think yeah i don't know seeing like an orb with your two eyes is like, different is one yeah. thing yeah seeing then, it on camera is never really yeah convincing to me mm -hmm. so that's another thing people experience um so then to investigate in a surprising turn of events zach actually wanted billy to go by himself to the hospital instead of aaron so whoa at first billy and aaron were like supposed to go to the, the nursing home and the like together for a little while and then he was like and then i want billy to go by himself <laughs> so that was different um and then zach went he's like i felt connected to the kids so he had to be back up in the schoolhouse you know <laughs> so he's like up there and he starts like he like puts some toys out whatever and then he like starts playing this like creepy little girl singing ring around the rosy and then he's like can you like finish the song and then which that's important later okay. but he like says that but like the music is so creepy and then he's like oh my gosh something's holding my hands they're ice cold and then he's like jay get up here with the sls <laughs> and as soon as jay gets out there he's like oh it went away <laughs> but he was like it's this thing this little girl he kept saying little girl is Ew. holding my hands <laughs> yeah. this is a zag vegan <laughs> trash talking as usual but that like that leads to something later so i have to say it but so then in the nursing home aaron and billy are in there and then they start to hear lots of footsteps above them and they thought someone else was in the building spoiler alert happened on destination like yeah honestly i just think that footsteps is a very big phenomenon here and people just hear it everywhere and it's like so that's very loud. interesting yeah like they just truly thought someone was in the building so that's just weird um so then they go upstairs to check it out which is also like what well, we'll talk about that later anyway and as they're like on the stairs waiting to go up there aaron like is like Shh, sh like don't talk billy and then they hear this really weird like little whimper snort like animal sounding noise and it was quick and weird and they were like oh my gosh and they were just like it just sounded like an animal but like there's no animals up there yeah they looked and it was like in the stairwell with them hmm 
It was a creepy noise. I feel like they get a lot of weird animal noises on Ghost Adventures. Yeah. I think they're messing with things they shouldn't mess with, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. But it Especially was just, Jay. Yeah. Jay was with Zach. Okay. But, so back to Zach and Jay. <laughs> Jay scares me if anyone wants to know. I will not he knows talk, too much. I will not talk bad about him, but I will be scared of no, him No, I think publicly. that he's a good investigator, yeah. but I think he knows too much. Yeah. Spooky. So then Zach and Jay are still up on the schoolhouse and they're like, Zach was like, we're playing hide and seek with this kid. <laughs> as okay. if they made that. It was if they were like, okay, kid, we're going to play hide and seek. And then they hear something knocking like three times. So I don't like that. Nope. I don't like three knocks ever. Uh, and then back to the old folks, <laughs> back and forth. Um, Aaron whipped out the ovulus <laughs> and it said the name Nick, which is the name of the investigator that yeah. they had interviewed who had seen the creepy thing. And he, and he told them it will ask for his name specifically. Like, I think he's always gotten his name and it said his name. Interesting. And they were like, what are the odds that the first thing that comes out of this yeah, thing weird. is that? And then at this, then like right after that, they had an X camera. They heard something like move behind them. And then an X camera on the other side of the building caught a breathy voice that sounded like, do that again. So that was really creepy. Yeah. And then the ovulus said, send Nick. Those are the only three words that came out of the ovulus the whole time. And two of them were Nick's name. What the heck? And so it's like, man, if you come back to a place over and over, it's just wanting you. It's so creepy. And yeah. when it's like, it's like scary it, feeling. like Yeah, it's like if it's not a positive, like it's yeah. not your friend. That's yeah, it's like, that's not good. But I just thought that was like crazy. This place is like close. Like If I wanted to go to this place when I was home, I probably could. Yeah. But I don't want like no. people can break in easily to this place and that's just really dark and creepy and i don't really yeah. want to mess with that um zach is in the administration building still he like went down to where an odd fellow skeleton was still sitting down there and he like is holding a spirit box over it and a man's voice came through that said you take it and earlier that day the owner jesse had like given zach some artifacts to use like but it's like, are you saying this because I took some of the artifacts? Like, yeah, that's weird. And then, so then they go back up to the schoolhouse and Zach puts all those things like in a tub with some devices around it. And he had one of the word generators out and Jay was like monitoring some other experiment. I don't understand it. I'm not going to explain it because I didn't understand cool. it. But then Zach, like they had found, the owner had let them like go looking for artifacts, like open, like where they were like renovating and they had found stuff before so they were like looking for stuff and zach had found like a valentine's card from like really old and it had a name on it and so zach was like can you tell me the name that was on the valentine card and three words were came out on the generator and said funeral out in paula and the name that was on the card was pauline so that's really interesting weird. don't know why it said funeral and out but mm -hmm. it said paula and pauline was the name on the card and then zach like pulled out the spirit box again and heard a voice. I don't remember what he said the first. He said something and sounded. I couldn't. I couldn't hear what he was hearing on the first one, so I didn't write it down. But then he caught another voice saying, "I murder," which I heard that. And at the same mm -hmm. time, he felt something like grab his wrist because he like freaked out. And then a different voice said, "I'm back." And no. so that's creepy. And then Zag said, "How many of you are here right now?" And a very clear voice said, "Several." And then nothing else came through at all. And so then Zach was like, "Okay, headed back to nerve center." left a camera on up there and this is when what i said earlier comes back zach and jay are down there and then all of a sudden on that camera out loud they start hearing a child singing like and he had, and he had singing and he had asked it to finish the song that he played earlier okay yeah and you couldn't like i mean obviously you couldn't like hear words but it was very clear a child singing so it was so creepy but every i mean obviously i know just go watch the episode. I don't love Ghost Adventures, but I'm like, I, the whole episode, I was like, this is kind of not a great episode. And then that happened. I was like, that's insane. Yeah. Like when you catch that stuff, that's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. So then the end of this episode, though, Billy had gone to the hospital by himself and he had told Aaron when he was, he's like, if you don't hear from me in an hour, come looking for me because he was scared to go to the hospital. Yeah. Aaron didn't go there for like two and a half hours. <laughs> Aaron. But when he went to go find Billy was like in a trance at the top of the stairs that he had been there for like two hours just sitting. And he said that and like Aaron was like, are you okay, dude? And like, he like was like being really weird. His legs had fallen asleep. And he, he's like, the only thing I remember was sitting down and like doing an EVP session. He's like, I felt like he's like, how long was I out? And Aaron's like, it's been like two hours. And he's like, that felt like two minutes. Like he was like, I don't even know what happened. That's weird. And I was just like, I don't want to be in the hospital. No, no, thank you. So that was goes 
adventures wasn't super exciting and then the end was interesting and so Mm -hmm. i was like at least they had some good evidence but now we're gonna talk about destination fear our favorite yeah shout out to alex and tanner you guys were great in this episode yep so they go to the hot so they're all together they go to the hospital first and then they immediately within like a minute of being in there hear like a loud thud above them which that's the theme among all these loud noises you just hear a ton of noises they go upstairs check don't find anything then they hear metal clang behind them like they were like sounds like something fell and then they're just like talking about and that like happened right after they started talking about like how creepy it was that something as soon as they walked in started to happen yeah and like every time they started talking about noises happening something else like they heard glass break in the room yeah and just like that just kept happening and then they're like alex what do you want to do and he said whip out the ovulus <laughs> so then they're sitting there they're trying to talk they ask some questions and then tanner I didn't remember him asking this specific question. He asked if they had any warning for them. I didn't know that Tanner had asked that, but he said, do you have any warning for us? And the obvious said property. Oh yeah. I don't. Yeah. I didn't remember that. I didn't remember that. And I was like, wait, I didn't understand. I just thought it said that word. And then they started to hear like some dogs barking. Like they had heard dogs barking earlier. And then they started to hear owls. And they were like, that's kind of weird. They were talking about secret societies. And then the word outside came through. So property and outside after tanner had asked do you have any warning for us and i'm like just sitting there and then chelsea sees someone run in the building so an outside per- who someone who was on the property and like eventually like chase the person off but then obviously they're all on edge because that's terrifying yeah you don't know why someone's coming into a building but chelsea was like it's like it was warning us like we have permission to be here but that person didn't and it was yeah. warning us that there's an extra person here yeah but I was just like, that's crazy. I didn't know he had asked that question. No, that's so creepy. So that's insane. But that kind of like messed with their heads, I think, for the rest of I the night. So. And so I think everything else, for the most part, that they caught is paranormal, in my opinion, based off of what happened on the other shows, too. And like also Chelsea was saying like she didn't she didn't think there was someone else really making all the noise. She's like, there's no way one person can physically move that fast across the building. Yeah. And like hide from all of them. So I agree. I think obviously that person was there, but I think most of it was paranormal because yeah, I would agree. There's no that doesn't make sense to me. So then they went to like the nursing home and morgue, but then Alex was like, my my challenge is that we're gonna be alone for like six seven hours instead of three, and then he took away their flashlights. So king, <laughs> which is terrifying. It's so scary. I mean, I would have been. I understand if anyone was oh, mad. Oh yeah. But also, Alex had a right to be mad because he's been bullied this trip. Justice for Alex. <laughs> so Tanner goes alone to the hospital, and like as soon as he's there, he starts to hear like a knock and thud behind him, and then footsteps down a different direction. He's just hearing noises all over again which is scary but yeah honestly i was glad it was him and not chelsea like yeah she got the easiest night i think for sure which and is good yeah she that was it's terrifying i would not want to be her no. uh and then alex and dakota are in separate parts of the old folks home in upstairs of the nurse nurse the nursery <laughs> nursery <laughs> the nursing home <laughs> but well, I don't know what's happening, <laughs> um, but they're like each in their own spots. And at like the similar time, they both hear like peep, something walking above them and like loud noises. And they radio each other and are like, are you exploring already? And they're like, no, I thought that was you. And like, dude, you're kidding. <laughs> Alex is, I've never, he's yeah. like, he had been so confident and then suddenly not confident at all. His voice is like, oh. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? <laughs> and then they're like okay we should go up dakota cannot walk in the dark it's so funny <laughs> go watch this episode specifically to watch dakota <laughs> try to walk it's so and there's funny. nothing on the ground in front of him. <laughs> but he looks like he's gonna trip and fall the whole time but anyway so they like go up there and no one is up there which is like the same thing that was happening to nick and not nick aaron they, they got the boy the name nick aaron and billy in that building uh and then they go back to their spots and then Tanner is sitting alone and he sees something like move by the window behind one of his cameras. And then he starts to hear movement down a different hallway, like more footsteps. And then he's just keeps hearing like people like footsteps walking consistently and then run. They sound like they're running. Yeah. And he's like, okay, there's someone in here with me. And so he calls Dakota and Alex and they're like, they run to him, but then they like, and then here we go. 
Tanner starts like he's like it's getting really tense and he's like he's like I'm warming up to beat the shit out of someone and then he says he's like Tanner's like better loosen up too bitch we watched it back like five times I think it was more than that because we rewatched it at Kristen's yeah. too name drop Kristen's gonna be like uh, you can't go one episode without talking about me. but it's so funny yeah, so that was the best line Tanner has ever said. That gave him the sub-dedication of this episode. And he also looked really good. Yeah, and he was so... T- I felt bad, though, because he was pretty pissed yeah. and scared. But nothing was in there, just, like, lots of footsteps. Well, and, like, it's the same thing, like you said, Chelsea said, like, mm. the direction of where everything was no, coming from. No, it's coming from, from so like, many places, and, and nothing was coming down to him. Yeah. It was all above or, like, and he would have seen someone. Yeah. It's just a lot, and it's scary. But and also, I've just never heard that clear of footstep. I mean, I would have also really, thought it was a person yeah. too. Because, oh yeah. But it's like I feel like you would keep hearing it if it was an actual person. It wouldn't oh, just yeah. stop. I think they would have heard them like running down the stairs, stairs or like yeah, yeah. And I think they would have actually just come down and beat him up, like try to fight him. Yeah. Like I don't think they would just be trying to do that. They don't know that they're filming a TV show. Exactly. So that happened, and Chelsea. She was fine, you know. The one thing I thought that was funny, though, she, like, set up the music box. This is just the end of the Destination Fear portion of the night. But (laughs) she was like, I don't really want to say this, but my brother would want me to say this, but there's a music box over there (laughs) that if you stand close to it, you can turn it on. She's like, but it's fine if you don't want to. She's She's like, I'd rather you you didn't, actually. So that's fine. And the only thing that happened was it went off one time in the night, but she was fine. I was thankful that she was okay. She was probably somehow in the safest spot even though the morgue seems like the creepiest spot on the other shows so but if anyone wants to just hear tanner say better loosen up too bitch and see alex and him look great go watch this episode it's a really good episode episode of destination fear also if i didn't say this before the morgue is under the nursing home but that's important for this next portion about kindred spirits so i just i had that note and i don't think i said it earlier so now on to kindred spirits this is the last thing that we're gonna talk about and we love them yes okay so they talked a lot about i guess they've come to Oddfellows a lot before they have a decent relationship with the owner jesse mm-hmm. and they've like tried to help him and like be like yep this is actually i think in the past they've just been like validating like this is very haunted yeah <laughs> <laughs> and like come to help at times and they got called in because he was like it's gotten pretty dark recently and he's scared to be there and he told them that women have had their hair pulled in the morgue and other people have been touched and pushed down there and it's scary which like i mentioned i've already said all that before but it's just terrifying so um the owner was talking jesse was talking about how he was in I think the old folks home and he saw an apparition down the hallway and he was with someone else and this person also saw the apparition and he said they had someone act this out it was so creepy like a hand popped out of a doorway on the wall and they saw something like peek out at them and that's just really creepy and they said it was room 37 i don't they talk about another room number later so but that was something that happened. And he said that the place that most people are afraid of, though, is the upstairs of the nursing home facility. So that's creepy. Yeah. Which is also different because the hospitals where other people... I All these shows had different experiences and, like, they found different buildings creepier than yeah. others. So I think that's... Clearly, they're all haunted. Yeah. So, um... So first, the first thing they did was like set up cameras in each of the buildings and immediately they caught a shadow person walking at the end of the upstairs hallway in the nursing home. Yeah, It was, and it's pretty clear that something was walking across. Yeah. Their cameras are always very interesting to me. So it's like, always looks like pixels almost, you know, mm-hmm. but you can clearly see something walking down there. So then they, they're like, okay, we need to go there. I would, and then, oh, that's so funny. Amy was like, some, she's like, are we weird that we just like are doing this stuff? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, but so she's like, I'm just gonna, they, they said that they could both like see the shadow figure standing at the end of the hallway. And they're both like scared. They're like, yeah, I see. Like we couldn't see it on our, yeah. on the show, but like, they're like, it's down there. Mm-hmm. And so Amy was like, I'm going to go down, non-threatening, going to take this recorder just set it down there and before she could even go down the recorder's batteries drained and adam was like i literally just put new batteries in that she's like i watched you put them in yeah and so then they're like have to go get more batteries but they're just like i've never seen something drain so quickly yeah and so she eventually like 
goes to take and sets it down there and the whole time she's like i'm just setting this here like <laughs> i don't want anything like i don't want to mess with you like being very clear and then they're like standing there like at the, uh, the end of the, the other end of the hallway like away from that and while they're sitting there talking you hear an audible like little like a little kid whimpering like ah like out loud oh no it's scared like the amount of kids voice that you do they caught ghost adventures caught one and they caught two on kindred spirits so they I got one later that. and so then but apparently though no staff or investigators have really reported kids spirits in the nursing home or morgue before like mm. they've been in the old folks home but not the nursing so they're like that's really different yeah and but then they kept like kind of hearing noises like leading them away from that hallway and they were like it feels like this kid is leading us away from the darker thing mm. and they were like hey like thank you for leading us away but like we have to do like they yeah. were like talking to the kid like we have to go and so they go back to their recorder and they caught a voice saying get out and then they couldn't tell the first part of the second thing they heard some other word and then the f word mm. and so they're like, okay this thing is mad like doesn't like us and so then the next day amy went to like go talk to like this, this historian slash expert of the like occult and stuff like that i don't know this guy but he did eventually he like he came back with them to investigate which good for him i guess he got on the show but <laughs> so the, he told amy about how there was a violent man who was in the old folks home who had actually taken his own life but every place that this man's death was like recorded or his name was recorded it was spelled incorrectly and like in different ways and like no one really knew what his name was and that's so they awful were, i know and even his tombstone is different than everywhere like it's just all incorrect everywhere and so they were like maybe the angry guy is this dude but that was in the old folks home and so they go to the old folks home and they're like can you show us like can you tell us what room number is the right room and then they catch a voice saying 19 and so they find room 19. And as soon as they're out there, Amy feels something touch her back. No one is around her. And mm -hmm. she's like, I think we're in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> and then they ask, like, the historian guy is like, okay, I'm going to read some name. Like, will you, like, help us figure out your first name? And he, like, read a couple. And he said the name Fred. And then a voice had responded back saying Fred. And they're like, okay, Fred. And they're like, okay, what's your last name? And he said the name Leetsy. And then he said, like, some other name. And then after that name, you hear a voice say Leetsy. But I thought it was the dude saying it again in the recording because I heard it. And I was like, mm -hmm. whoa, that was clear. And so like, okay, that's this guy's name. And they're like, there we go. <laughs> like, And so then Amy was like, I don't feel like he's the angry person though. She's like, I'm happy we gave this guy his name. But, but it's like, yeah. I don't think that this is the darker thing that we're looking for. And so then they brought Chip in. And Chip. Shout out to Chip. Uh, They had like gone like I, chip was i guess chip was with them for that part too but so then they go to the nursing home he's like i want to confront the starker entities and then as soon as they're like in the nursing home they they heard another kid's voice say hi out loud to them and it was just like similar like the same voice and they were like that kid is still here like yeah. does not want us to be here and that's the, so weird yeah but i'm just like how do you catch the kid's voice multiple times it's so crazy so then chip starts talking and he's like that he thinks that the darker thing is like low level demonic and that it's like preying on the more innocent spirits that are there and like the more people that are coming to investigate and looking for something dark well yeah that and like people are coming and wanting to interact with the spirits of the people that lived there and so that's attracting the darker things too and it's just like not good and chip also said that the darker entity is like after the kids spirits and that they're afraid mm -hmm. which again i don't know how i what i think Feel. about all the, yeah i don't know what i think about all this but this is just what he was saying yeah but either way if it is real it's a sad story if it's I don't really know. I don't think I, I just feel conflicted about that, but that's, sorry. This is the story that he was saying. And then, so then they go down, they're like, okay, we're going to go down to the morgue now, like downstairs at this building. And they're like with that, like a cult expert is still with them. And they're like, the morgue is a decently high. It's like, not like a low ceiling or anything. And then the guy is like, whoa. He's like, I just felt like I had to duck. Like he was like, it was super weird. He's like, but the ceiling is not low. There's no pipe above me. But I, and in the video, he clearly ducks. Yeah. And then Adam starts with the SLS, shoots at the ceiling, and there's a figure on the ceiling, like above him. Is this That's thing is weird. just like hanging over him. And he could, and like when he walked down, he felt like he had to duck. And it is so weird. I don't like that. No. 
And then they're standing there and Chip is just like very you you can tell visibly that Chip is like not comfortable being down there. Mm-hmm. And then he's even like saying he's like, I don't want to be here. Like he's just like uncomfortable. And then he feels his arm get grabbed while he's standing down there. And then they were like asking, like, do you know who Chip is? And then the voice said, I am Chip. Oh <laughs> yeah. no. And so then basically what they like concluded after all this was they were kind of like this thing is mimicking it they were they kept saying like it's gathering information about us it's like it feels like we're a threat and so it's gathering information and and like mimicking us and they're like because that's what we do we think that this thing's a threat so we're gathering information about it and they're like it's mimicking what investigators do to draw more people in and Mm -hmm. to like get more energy from them and so it's just like super creepy and yeah. that and with people coming and looking for darker stuff and so it's like i will not be going there <laughs> no and but that was really the last thing i found but it's just like that is really messed up that that stuff can happen that place it is really dark it sounds really scary yeah and the fact that people can like break i know like all haunted places have had people like break in before mm-hmm. like even waverly but it's just like it's creepy well a lot of them like have cracked down on their security to like yeah. stop that from happening but even like they went there this year like destination fear went I there know. this year and like it's a full other business there That's and people I mean. are still breaking in yeah it's just like it's very it's a big complex with mm-hmm. a lot of messed up things but yeah, yeah that's the odd fellows home it is pretty odd yeah and scary i you don't, we don't need to go there, everyone. No. Let's avoid the evil stuff. That's a good Positive rule of thumb. vibes only. <laughs> rule What's of thumb. Um, don't go after evil stuff. Yeah. That sounds like a good plan. Cool. Agreed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, you should follow us on all the things. Follow us on Instagram at Something Sick Podcast or on Twitter at A Sick Podcast or on TikTok at Something Sick Podcast <laughs> or send us an email at Something Sick Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll talk to you next time, homies. Peace out. Bye. Bye.